You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Prue. Michael. Andre. This is a, a throwback to uh, earlier in the pandemic days. This is. We're outside, but it's dark. It's cold. It's a little bit on the cold side. Yeah. yeah. And uh, But this time we got Henry uh, kicking around in the backyard, and uh, Stella's just watching him. Yeah. This is the difference between a quiet dog and a loud dog. Henry's not even that loud. He's just a pain in the butt. Although, yeah. Uh, so we, we've settled into Hamilton. Um, I registered my pets with the city. Yeah. And I had a bit of fun with that. I registered my dog with his um, full Christian name. Shall we say that? And I see he's wearing this cross around his neck. Uh, so uh, according to the city of Hamilton, he is Sir Henry Von A-Hole. Oh. But I didn't write A-Hole on the registration. Didn't think you would. So, so what are we doing here? Well, look, I'm, I'm going to write a, an article... Actually, a couple. Uh, but one's going to be in print for Lux Magazine, and it's going to have wines and sparkling wines and uh, some dessert wine and uh, spirits for the first time. And then uh, in November, I'm hoping to do a little bit more on some spirits for the holidays. And I tasted a, a, a quite a quite an array, and I thought I would uh, tell you to get your buns down here and uh, check them out with me to see if you liked anything that I picked. Yeah, because we, we've covered on the podcast before that I'm, um, I'm a bourbon aficionado, and I've got to say, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for the few times we've talked about spirits for Toronto Life. Like, that was really fun the couple of years that we were doing that. But at the same Jelly. time, at the same time, you know, I, I think while I feel like I have an educated palate when it comes to whiskeys and, and bourbons, um, I like the fact that I don't have to scrutinize it the way that I do with, with wine. So I, I enjoy sipping on spirits. We have a, and we have a guest star. We do. We do. Um, I, I, so the, the person that I trust most when I, I taste spirits uh, is a friend of mine, Sue, who really likes spirits. So I say, hey, I've got 13 or 14 spirits to try. Would you like to? And before I finish the sentence, she usually goes, When? So, Sue, welcome aboard. She's a little bit of an unwilling participant, but you get a few booze. No, so we'll, get, we'll get her in here. On this. We'll so, get her uh, a few. So, Sue, you, you like spirits. I do. So, what did the ghost say to the bartender when he walked into the bar? I'm just here for the booze. <laughs> Stop. What? Come on, Stella. Come on. Just having a chip break. I got these... Selection chips from Sobeys or whatever, and I don't know why, but they really taste good tonight. And um, so I'm piling them into my face. You're piling them into yours. Sue's piling them into hers. So we're enjoying potato chips and booze. So the first thing that um, that I decided to uh, to pour for you didn't didn't make the article, but was actually one of Sue's favorites. And some, for some reason, the re, one of the main reasons that I want to have Sue on is so that she can explain this, because you said you didn't like this. No, 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 no. I didn't yeah. say I didn't like it. I said that, you, you know what? I'll, I'll say my two cents on it. I actually like this product. Oh, okay. And I have actually recommended this product in other articles that I've written in the past because it's, it's, not, ter- it, it's not bad. It's, it's, actually, it's actually quite good, but if you are a seasoned spirits drinker, you need to tinker a little bit. But I'll see, like, what do you well, think about this? First of all, let's say what it is. It's J.P. Weiser's old-fashioned whiskey cocktail. So it's an yeah. actual cocktail. Like, it's, it's, it's supposed to be. So, Sue, what was the thing that, that, that made you like this 
one, because I remember when we tasted it, you were like, it brings me back. Well, because if you go back to the 60s and 70s, these are the kind of cocktails that you used to drink, only you had to mix them yourself. Now you've got a glass, and you've got the essence of orange, and you've got the cloves, and you've got yeah. the... Like, it's all right there. I enjoyed it when we, when we sipped on it. Then I actually stayed for dinner that night, and instead of opening up another bottle of wine, Michael said, do you want a cocktail? So we put it in a glass with ice. Yeah. And I have to tell you, short of adding an orange peel, or, you know, this, this was the cocktail back then. It still is. Like the, it's, it's a cocktail that's made a bit of a, a comeback. Um, that was one, also one of the products that we, we recommended for Toronto Life. One of the sessions was Bar Chef has done. It was a fancy, like, cardamom-infused, old-fashioned. Again, it was, it was a little expensive, but well worth the price. But w- my wife and I, we drink a lot of bourbon in the house, and we make our old fashions with bourbon. I'm sure. Don't just whisper at me. Yeah, well, what, you what, you just, right what you just whisper to Michael? Do you, you have no idea how many bourbons I have at home. Go, go on and tell me. <laughs> Suddenly, Andre's going to invite himself over, so I don't know if you want to tell I, I'm at the point where I get people to mule stuff back to the States for me. Like, there's a bourbon I love called Rowan's Creek that I don't think will ever cross the border here, made by Willet. Um, for my wife's, my wife and I, our, our honeymoon, we went to Kentucky because she forbade us going anywhere that makes wine, so it didn't turn into a work trip. And I mean, we liked bourbon beforehand, but the thing is, that cocktail culture, at least in, in Toronto, I think in, in, in Hamilton, living in Hamilton too, like it's really coming back in, in style. And like I think you have a lot of you know, mixologists who are trying to make the most like screwball fancy off-the-wall drink. And a lot of them are really delicious, but I mean way too complicated for us to make at home. But I think if you walk into any bar of, of any decent restaurant from Windsor to Toronto and ask for an old-fashioned, you would get that cocktail of... Of your youth, and it's it's a tasty one. Like I just uh, the, the linger on it is good. So how many bourbons do you have at home? <laughs> right now, I probably have nine. Okay, that you would never find on a shelf. I've got a comparable amount. LCBO. I think we're gonna have to get together. But when you when you said that you had to doctor this up, I think I think it's a little bit too sweet. I think this like when I make an old fashioned, we'll do like the the one sugar cube. You take the one sugar cube, you throw a few dots of the the, the bitters. orange bitters. And muddle it down, um, and and when you get like the two ounces of, of bourbon in that, I find it, it it takes the sweetness down. This tastes like it's a two sugar cube, with like the little bit that Michael poured us. I think what I would do is I'd take an ounce of this and match it with an ounce of straight whiskey. This is Wiser's. I'd buy a good Wiser's and cut it with that. They're not at, they're not asking you to fix this. No, they're asking you to buy the bottle and take it home and drink, or give it to somebody and drink it. Yeah, I get that. All I'm saying is. This brings back, this is exactly how it was back in the 60s. If it was sweet, uh, probably back then, you didn't mind. Like, it just, it just worked. Cool. All right. So that's, that's the J.P. Weiser's Old Fashioned. Look, it, never, it didn't make my, my first article, didn't make the print, but as a, as a fun little spirit, uh, it, it's, it's probably going to make the online. And that was just a, a, a fun little, little, little drink. And I didn't mind it. I really didn't mind Drinking that, I thought was, for sure it'd be up your alley. Like it, it's, it's definitely better than the Doctor McGillicuddy that you but like, I, were I, raving about from Buffalo Trace. I, I am not a huge fan of um, of orange in any. In ah, okay, but, okay, okay. But this, this, this hit, this hit the mark. So, I'm looking forward to making an old fashioned for sea down the road now. I think we have a little connection. Um, so uh, we're going to move along here. I'm not to sharing. The, now, Henry, <laughs> Andre, could you please get your? I'm not sharing hey, my Henry, chips. Come here. Oh, 
So Henry loves food, as many of our podcast people know. And uh, so now we have uh, Henry here in the great outdoors, you know, looking for chips. So the next thing we've got here, and, and this did make my, uh, my article, it's the Jameson Black Barrel. And it's an Irish whiskey. And anybody who uh, follows me knows that I did, um, in, in the uh, spring or early summer, I did an article for, for Lux on uh, Irish whiskeys. And, I, and it deter- I determined that as much as Andre, well, I, sorry, this probably is not true. As much as you love bourbon, I like Irish whiskeys. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's quite the same. Correct. I, but I, I, so you love, I like, and then I had you over a couple times. Uh, a couple times, and you tried a couple of the ones that I really liked, and you were like all over those. You thought those were I, Irish whiskey is my kryptonite. Every time I've done something stupid in my youth, it was either because at my local in Regina, O'Hanlon's, if anyone goes to Regina, go check out O'Hanlon's, the cheapest shot on the bar <coughs> was, was Jameson's. So we would always either start the night or end the night with a couple shots of Jameson's. So every time I did something stupid was after drinking a profound amount of Jameson's. So I, I, the reason I like this is... What makes it, what's it, what, why is it called Black Barrel? Because if I'm not mistaken, uh, it's, got a, it's a charred barrel that, it, that, it's, that it rests in. So that's why I think it's called Black Barrel. It's the only reason I could figure out. This, um, I, I like the lack of burn, and that's something that I always find in, in spirits, is, is that really heavy, hard burn. Yeah, this is probably, what, 40% alcohol? It, uh, I think it was like 46 or 46. It does not taste like 46. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, it, and I just like this one. It was, it was, it was pleasant. It was, it's another one of those drinkable... And that's, this is the second or third Jameson that I've liked uh, tasting Irish whiskey. It's soft on the mid-palate. Uh, I think the, the nose does have a lot of... It has a bourbon-esque quality to it, like a brown sugar molasses that you might expect from a, a rye or from bourbon. And it's, it's less malty. Like I like, I think I like about Irish whiskey is that it's normally a little lighter, a little sweeter, goes down a little, a little easier. But this has a bit of an aggressive edge on the nose, in my opinion. On the nose, but not on the palate. No, on the palate, it's, it's soft like a cloud. Yeah, I would, I would, I'd sleep with that. <laughs> you wouldn't kick it out of the bed for eating cookies. Eating cookies or crackers, one of the two. Sue, your thoughts on this one? I'm just sitting here enjoying it. This is, this is so smooth. It's just. What more can you ask? Yeah, it's dangerously smooth, and, and mm-hmm. I think the thing I like about Jameson's is it's um, it's one of the more affordable yeah. bottles, and this is something you could definitely sip this. Like it's it's a it's a sipper. I put this on some ice to to sip it. Even well, actually, you know what? I don't. I think I drink this neat. It doesn't yeah. need the ice cube. Well, I like the um, stainless ice cubes. Like I don't like to water down. She's she's hardcore. Oh, oh. I love that. <laughs> I, I, I like to throw an ice cube in, in, in most of my whiskeys just to let it, it dilute a little bit. But I've also, I, I, have a, I have a big love for cask strength whiskeys. And when you're drinking something like 58% alcohol, it does need a splash of water. You throw cold Benoit balls in yours, don't you? Uh, I do not throw Benoit balls in mine. And I'm adding that to the swear jar. You a buck for that one. <laughs> so anyone can Google what Benoit balls are who don't know. The cold ones, I meant, you know, the cold ones. <sighs> Michael. So this, this, is, this was oh. really weird to me. And I remember, I'm, so again, this one, this one made, made the, the article. And so what, what are we drinking? This is the Glenlivet, so it's a scotch. But it's, it's aged in Caribbean, 
or Caribbean. I don't know how people like to pronounce it. Reser- it's called Caribbean Reserve. It's a single malt, and it's done in rum barrels. It's finished off in rum barrels. So, um, I don't like scotch. Like, it's just not my drink. But, you don't say. But this one, I don't know. There was something about it. I think it's rum barrels. Yeah, the, the nose is, is very, like, it's very rum-like. Like it's, it's, and that's why I think it's one of Michael, because Michael does like rum. It's not, it, it's not dark rum. It's, like, really nice amber rum yep. on the nose. Like, it's, it's that golden brown sugar. Which, did you just give a sip to Erica? Yeah. How did how did that go down? Yeah, she's, not she's, well. she's coughing like a sixteen year old. That's the last you one. Know, That's the last one she's gonna get because they do, they just get stronger from here. But <laughs> I haven't even sipped mine. I'm, I still can't get past the nose. The nose is, is just so lovely on it. Like it's it's got you, you know what this smells like. And this is what I love about about good good scotch is when it smells like cereal milk. Mm. There is something to that though. There's like vanilla or something. Yeah, you got like it, you know it's it smells like 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 vanilla and, and, and like tropical corn, fruit. And it smells like cornflakes with with golden brown sugar on it. Yeah, there's just there's something nice about this that that is just I don't know what it's just there's something about it, and I don't like again. I'm going to state it again for the record. I do not do not like scotch. And I had people say, you know, you'll know you're you're maturing when you start drinking scotch. Yeah, you're a hopeless case. So. And I had a, I had a cousin who had an has an island in Lake Nipissing, and every year I did a wine tasting for them, and they made a nice dinner. And the next day on the Sunday we would do uh, a scotch tasting, and he called his island the Rock, and we called it Scotch on the Rock. <laughs> and I did, uh, and, and we did a, a, he usually, and he was a huge, like he had tons of scotches. Like he, he picked five or six and then he had buddies that came over. So we would do like a 10 scotch tasting. And I think in that, all, and we did that for three years in a row, I found one scotch that I was like, oh, maybe I could drink that. This one, maybe I could drink this as well. And I, think I guess. It's, well, it's a good way to kind of get through because Glenlivet is one of the, the entry level, like premium scotches, the single malt scotch and. I mean, it's great because this is what, like, probably fifty bucks a bottle. Fifty-eight, I think. Yeah, like that. I mean, that's not too bad. So, I mean, like, scotch. So, the scotch that I'm usually drinking at at home these days is anything from Glen Farkless, which uh, comes through once in a while. They're represented by Ian Hanna and and company and Sons. I can't remember the name of that. Ian Hanna. Ian Hanna. Yeah, um, but it, it's it's pricey to get good, like good, good single malt scotch. Like I think the, the Glen Farkless 12, which is their cheapest one, it's like seventy-two bucks a bottle, yeah, which fun. is it's, still quite a bit. And again, I, I, I which mean, I don't mind spending the money for. Like it's it's nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna state for the record, I'm not a scotch drinker, so I would not spend that kind of money to begin with. But but that being said, like revisiting these more entry level whiskeys, for lack of a better term, like it's it's um, it's nice. I'm I'm, I'm enjoying it. I oh, see. I liked it too. I like that the slight tropical fruit note in the vanilla. It's also soft on the palate too. So this one's a, kind of a weird one. This is uh, so. If you remember when we went to um, uh, the, the the Quebec uh, wine uh, Saguenay, the, the, Saguenay. The, the festival right. festival they've to Saguenay, which hopefully we'll eventually get to go back to at some point. So we um, we tasted some stuff from Sazerac. We had the guy out from Sazerac. We talked. So this is a Sazerac product. Okay. Surprisingly. So I guess the master blender from Sazerac is Canadian. And um, this is the High River. It's a Canadian whiskey, so it's made with, with, with Canadian rye. 
uh, but it's barreled and bottled in Kentucky. But it's considered a Canadian whiskey. The nose is quite soft. Though. Like this is this is the least. This is the most muted, like the most subdued out of all the whiskeys. But as I pointed out to Michael, so bourbons all have corks. You're never going to get a screw tap, a screw cap on bourbons. They're all corks. Even though this is considered a whiskey because it's done in Kentucky, yep. it actually has a cork in the bottle, which I find hilarious. Interesting. Yeah, so I, I thought this was smooth. I thought this was easy drinking. I don't usually like Canadian whiskey. <laughs> I, I don't like Scottish whiskey. I don't like Canadian whiskey. What the heck? I, 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 have, a, I have a hard time drinking rye. I just I haven't found one where like the flavor profiles flavor. I just I just don't like the flavor profile. Like, it usually leans more towards like molasses and like spice joint. It, spice notes are generally a little disjointed. Um, I've liked some of the stuff Gretzky has made, but even then. Like I, I'd still rather grab a bottle of Buffalo Trace off the shelf for like forty bucks, but like, but that's that's personal personal taste. Like this is a well made, it's well made whiskey. Like it's clean on the palate, yeah. clean on the finish. Yeah. Um, you know, the the nose and palate match up pretty perfect. Like, and there's nothing there, there. The spices aren't overpowering them no. to make you feel like it is a whiskey. Like it just. It doesn't taste whiskey esque to me, which no. always means you know it burns like 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 you know acid fire down your throat. I do like the, the talking point from it that it's Canadian whiskey made in in the states. I think I think there's Cana- a lot of Canadian club is made in the states if I'm not mistaken. But but it's bottled down there, which is I think yeah, there we go. Unique that that's why they're doing corks instead of screw cap. That being said, I I know Weller sometimes comes in with screw caps. Not the good one. Uh yeah, the, I've had I've had the Weller twelve with with a screw cap on it. They, they're in the middle of like changing packaging up. It's it's really weird. Well, then maybe I haven't had that one because <clears throat> I can I can change that. Already. Now, now since you two <laughs> like your bourbon, yes, this is the one that's probably going to really float everyone's boat. This is the seven small batch seventeen ninety two. Oh yeah, and. Um, you both been looking forward to this one, like because this is the black label. It's not the red. Yeah. So. Oh, so this one's the fifty-eight dollar one. I guess yes. so. Is that the... Yes. Either way, like seventeen ninety-three is is the. It's got a red ribbon. label on the back, but on the, on the no, front here it's black. It, it, the fronts are all, all very that, similar. That, that's that's what that's what makes it a black label. That when you're looking at it, it it's okay, black. Okay, so this is the black label. So seventeen ninety-two is what I keep in my house as a as a sipping bourbon. Um, just. I think it's like 42 bucks right now at the at the lcbo it's great neat it's good with an ice cube it's I, on sale i know that for sure well i find it i find it i find it a lot smoother than makers i find it a lot smoother than even the buffalo trace entry level because for all the premium whiskeys in my house i drink a lot of stuff that comes from sazerac and buffalo trace so like weller's made by them eagle rare is made by them uh blanton's is made by them so like that's usually my go-to but uh for entry level you cannot beat 1792, in my opinion. Well, I, I did. Uh, I did try the Buffalo Trace, and I, this was the one that made the article. I thought and, this was yeah. the one that was was so the maybe much. You are better. learning a thing or two, Andre. <laughs> I hate to say this because it is the name of your sex tape, but maybe you are rubbing off on me. So, <laughs> see, I like there's like a, a nutty note. There's like like a pecan pie feel to this. Like on on the palate, on the nose, it's got that like freshly cracked pecan mixed in with. You know, it's more pecan shell. I would go with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think you, I think you're right on that. It's, it's, it's yeah. Okay. So I, I, so I liked that one, but once you two have finished this particular one, I, I do have one more, 
for you. And I didn't. Sue, what's I did, your favorite? What's your favorite bourbon? I, I mentioned mine. I mentioned my favorite, Rowan's Creek, and like I really hope someday someone I like brings Angel's that Envy. Bourbon. Yeah, I really, I, I, I like the flavor mm-hmm. when I'm smelling it. I like the flavor when it's in my mouth, and and when you, it just it warms all the way down without any of the burn, mm-hmm. without any of the. Yeah. I, I, that's um, I'm starting to see that more and more at the at the LCBO now. What's it called? Angel's, Angel's Envy. It's got, you can see Angel. You can wings. tell I, I do not shop the uh, the bourbon aisle. It's, it's it's kind of a cool it's kind of a cool bottle bottle because it's it's got like a, a shape almost like a, a vase, but in, in two degrees. But it, when you put the angel wings on it, like it's got the silhouette of angel wings oh. on the side of the bottle. I'm, I'm not sure the backs are because I'm not as familiar with with that whiskey. But like I know there's a lot of talk when you're making whiskey about the angels share and the devils yep. share, right? And then you talk about that talk about that in wine making too. The angels take their cut, and with whiskey, like when you're making good good whiskey, you know, like a good twelve year old aged bourbon or, or scotch, like you're talking about a barrel where half the barrel, over half the barrel, is gone to the angels. Sounds like I just walked into an R. Kelly conversation. I don't get it. What did I say? Twelve year old. Oh my God, Michael! <laughs> That's gotta cost money. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting another dollar on you on the swear jar for referencing R. Kelly. What is with you? It's like you're, you're trying to find loopholes in this swear jar thing. So Bob Dylan's Heaven's Door. Yeah, it's not bad. The bourbon. Yeah. Well, even the rye is pretty good, too. No, but the bourbon is better. Yes, the bourbon is better. <laughs> bourbon is better. <laughs> we got alliteration going right here, right now. All right, are you two finished your... Cause this no, was... I'm, still, I'm still enjoying it. Okay. This this Speaking was... of alliteration, is, is, has everyone finished Ted Lasso? Oh, yes. Oh, God, that was... Oh, so fantastic. Sue, have you seen Ted Lasso? No. Okay, oh. I know we're. I think we're at the point where like things are starting to reopen, and there's a little bit less. Everyone's sitting at home watching TV. But if anyone needs to pick me up after the pandemic, sit down and watch Ted Lasso. Oh, <laughs> it was so great! I could not. Uh, there was so much. There was so much good laughter just, in that. I can't pour this. Okay, so I know we can take we can I'm take sorry. a moment. I'm also I'm like sorry. I know Michael gave me a, a short pour, which was, was irksome at first. Would you like? Then, would you like a little more? I do not because oh. I'm, I have to drive home after this. All right, so mm. I didn't want to short pour anybody. I just. I didn't want to get uh, any kind of drops on the computer because I'm pouring over the computer. So I'm also not used to drinking this neat. Um, I, I find with bourbon in general, just because it is a little bit more aggressive. Do not say you put ice. I Please do. do not. I love it. I love it with an ice cube. Oh, we're going to have oh fisticuffs right here, I right like now. to let the flavors mellow. I like to let things soften a bit. I find wow. that the spice note just softens right up. But, but that's okay. Uh, if you come to my house, I'll serve you the whiskey however you that's, want. That's Anya's sex tape. I like oh. to let things soften a bit. <laughs> But also, do you have, like, you do crystal glasses, like you're... you're yeah, 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 crystal glasses. It's not like I'm serving them in Ikea juice glasses. We have proper stemware and this and that. And but just alone that you're saying you're doing ice in, in a bourbon. I just... Like, I feel like you just stabbed me. I don't know. We were at the tasting at, at Willet. She's actually bleeding we were, over we here. I tasting, can see it. We did the tasting at Willet, and they talked about, like, putting a splash of water in the in the bourbon, too, so I... But I, I understand, so my understanding is when you do put that splash in, it's for tasting purposes, not for drinking purposes. Well, I like my I like my bourbon a little dilute. I'm sorry if that's sacrilege to anyone, but I, I find that it just focuses the flavors. A bit. Perhaps one day he will grow up. See, I told you we're not both we're both not mature. <laughs> one drinks spirits, but it doesn't mean that uh, that he's there yet. I don't mean to offend anybody, but like my goodness, when you're going to get some really good stuff. Now all I have to mention is Bill Cosby, and I've hit the trifecta. Oh, my oh, God. That's another dollar. <laughs> yeah. 
I was trying to send you a good Bill Cosby joke earlier this week, but it just didn't work. I've got to work on it. Oh, my gosh. Is there such a thing? Anyways, what's our next? I, wait, you still got a bit in your, your glass. Oh, I dead. understand that there's some people who really hold it holy to not dilute their, their spirits, but like every time I've been around a, a master blender or, or, or people who are really in the industry, you know, they say drink it how you like it. I'm, I'm all with that. But if you're, when you're doing your wine tastings, which I'm sure you both have done, no. If you if you drink your wine in a cellar or in the cellar temperature that a winemaker wants you to drink it, it's totally different than what you have it in your own home. Yeah, totally. That's true. Why Why wouldn't you drink bourbon the same way? Do you think the Do you think the guy that's out there and he's taking the barrel or the copper kettle and he's trying his bourbon? He's got oh, let me add an ice cube. Because to this. I don't th- I don't think you treat spirits the same way you treat wine. Like it's a completely I don't think it's a, a fair comparison. It is, I think, when you're doing bourbon. I think when you're doing high-class stuff, and to me, bourbon, single malt scotch, I, I, like, I really think that's good, and you need to drink it straight. And if you can't do that, no, I will not finish. Ding, I, ding. I, oh, I it's fair. I, Come out of your corners. No. I don't know. I'm at a point where there's, I'm, there's an agree to disagree. Moment. Like, I, 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 understand the, I understand the argument. What is that guy's name? Michael or whatever his name is. Let's go. Oh, don't, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Because we'll have to pay him. He might sue us. Oh, okay. Sorry. No. I didn't know that was a... No, I, I appreciate what you're saying. I, I do. To each their own. But do not try something unless it's the way the maker wants you to try it first. And then if there's something that you don't like about it, add a shave of ice or add a dribble of water. But, like, don't dilute anything that you're drinking. Like an ice cube in a bourbon... I'm sorry, there's got to be somebody up there saying, oh my goodness, what is wrong with this person? I'm making it taste better. For you. Only I'm making your, it taste better Okay, for me. in your opinion. For I'm, I'm making no, it taste fair better enough. for me. No, for, I, his, I, for his palate. Is, no, this is my first time here. I shouldn't, I shouldn't no, be... No, 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 that's the point of this well, podcast. It's, a, it's to bring... So, you know what? Let's, let's, you know what? Let's put it out to the audience if you are a spirits drinker. I, I'll, you, I'll bet you the audience is going to be pretty split on this. Do you side with Sue that drink it the way the person wanted you to drink it? Like, you don't throw water or ice cubes into wine. Yeah, I also don't throw water or ice into whiskey willy-nilly. I taste it before I make the choice, but a lot of the whiskeys I'm drinking, like like I said, like the Weller Antique 107 is 57% alcohol in the bottle. It needs an ice cube to take the edge off of that. Excuse me, then drink less. The Glen Farkless <laughs> cask strength bourbon is, is, is or, sorry, the Glen Farkless cask strength whiskey is like 60%. Alcohol so, folks, I think this may be the last time they're going to ask me here because I, like, just Andrea, drink, I, I, I understand what less? you're saying. No, I, under, I, I, I do get what you're saying. But seriously, why would you water down a really good product? Because it makes it taste better for me. For you? Yeah. Well, then maybe you're not buying the right product. All right. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm... Oh my God! I see. I shouldn't be no, here. No, but that, but I mean that. That's okay. I mean, this is one where I can, I can, I, I, I really do understand where you're, where you're coming from. But like, I really enjoy my whiskeys with the ice cube in it. Like, that, it, it really makes something transcendent. So, so again, I bring it to, uh, to, to the people uh, uh, who listen to our, our podcast. If you are a spirits drinker, how do you're you? Not mad at me, are you? <laughs> I was just asking if she was mad at me. I've worked with blockhead conservative talk show hosts for. 20 years of my life. No, I'm not talking about Michael. I'm talking about the... And this guy. And me. So <laughs> I, 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 There's plenty of room in my disposition to agree to disagree with someone, and I can take the debate. So, 
I'm going to move you on to what I just poured you in your glass. Both of you have finished this. Uh, I've not finished it. But not you're getting quite. close. I think I gave you a hard pour on that one. This is, uh, this is something I would love to make a London fog with this. But it's only because I don't drink coffee. <laughs> so, so this brings me back to something you said to me on the streets <laughs> of Saguenay, which was you have the whiskey taste of a 12-year-old girl. I think it's at 16. Whatever you said. 17. <laughs> could have been 17. A teenager. I mean, I mean 12-year-olds aren't drinking a lot of whiskey, well, unless I guess you're in Quebec. I may have said 12 years old because I think if you're <laughs> Quebecois. So this was one of my favorites that we tried to hold. Yep. It's called Cabot Trail Maple Cream. Yeah, this is one that's popping up in a lot of friends' houses and cellars, and I think this is starting to replace Bailey's in a lot but of people's homes. This really homes. tastes like maple syrup. It does. It's got. It, so as I as I, I was doing a wine tour today, and I was talking to these ladies, and I said, "Imagine that Werther's candies, um, maple sugar, and." Um, Butter tarts had a liquid baby. This is what you're talking about. And it is just, you know, creamy, <laughs> smooth, buttery. But yeah, it does have that maple syrup. But there's also like a little bit of linger of, of pecan pie. Like there's just so much going on here. And yet, even if you didn't want to examine it like I just did, so you Sue- just drink it. Would you drink this straight, or would you put this into a cocktail? I would drink this straight. This is a straight. Okay. Are I, you just saying that so no, I'm not backing you into a corner no. in your argument? Truthfully. Oh yes, I did. I, I I could do. I could put this in my coffee. I don't. I'm not a Bailey's person. Bailey's I find too sweet. This because of the maple syrup. So. And you once worked in a maple syrup at a maple syrup place. So. So maple syrup is the only sweetener that people with diabetes is allowed in their diet or is allowed in their... So when you're making coffee or, you know, somebody comes over and they really want a sweet coffee and you don't do flavored coffee in your house, if you have maple syrup, you can actually dribble it in their coffee and they figured they've got their sweetness. That's the way I feel about this. Instead of Bailey's, Bailey's I find actually too sweet, but this one I think I could actually put in my coffee... Does you're that, <laughs> I, you're both, you're, you're, they're both looking at me like I'm strange. No, not at all. We were just listening to what you were saying. I, I, don't, I don't drink coffee, but I would toss this in some tea. Like, do a, do a I don't know, how would we describe it as, as like the, the boozy equivalent of a London Fog? The Cockney London Fog? Well, I have the London Fog from uh, Starbucks, and it's tea. Yeah, London Fog is it's Earl Grey tea, a bit of vanilla, and frothed milk. Yeah. But I imagine, like, tossing this into some of the frothed milk. I should wonder if this would froth. Mm. I bet it would. I'd be all over that. We'll have to figure that one out. I got a, I got a Bailey's, milk frother. If Bailey's will froth, this guy has to froth. Oh, if Bailey's froths, and then I, I got to buy some of this and make it a London Fog tomorrow. Oh, that'd be great. No, I'm just saying, like, I... I... If you two want to debate a little more, I got one more cream if you want to try it. No, I think, I think we're good. Okay. All right. I'm going to go home and open up a really good bourbon and put an ice cube in it and raise a glass to you, Sue. You know what? I will send you... And she's going to go home and take a nice big... And dedicate it to you. No, I'm not. I'm going to home. I'm going to open up a bottle of bourbon, or I'm going to have a shot of bourbon, of something maybe that you might not know. And dedicate it to you. And dedicate it to me. Sure. Take a picture of it. <laughs> and send it. Sue, do you have social media? Yes. Do you want people to follow you? I'm not so sure. 
All right. The reason I say this, Andre, is so I'm I'm I I just I'm doing a kitchen renovation that has taken me from March the fifteenth with nothing in my kitchen, no water, nothing, nothing to cook in, until now. So I've got my oven and I finally have water in my kitchen. I've decided this horrible little table that I got at the end of my hall is now going to be my bourbon bar. Because I have so many bourbons that I haven't been able to share or drink with anybody because I don't know where my glasses are. <laughs> and She's I'm been not, taking them right from the bottle. And I'm not, no, Michael knows me. I'm not one to drink something out of a, I'm, I'm not a stemless person. So yep. this has been very difficult for me because I like to do sparkling wine Fridays like Michael and Erica does. I recently bought stemless glasses to do sparkling because I so miss sparkling wine. Yep. But I have not had a great cocktail. I've not had a good bourbon. I've not. These bottles are sitting there saying, na 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 na, you haven't opened me. I finally decided I bought myself new glasses because I don't know where my other glasses are. Nothing like losing your glassware. It, it, it's no, I couldn't even imagine. Like it would be the last thing I pack. Is, and, and, that was the first thing we moved because of the Zaltos that you gave I me do. for the wedding. Do I? Yeah. No. Uh, they got a special trip. The Zaltos got a special yeah. trip on their own. Well, because I, no, I don't think I do. Everybody's going to All right, so Sue, what does this have to do with you in yeah, social media? Well, that's what I'm saying to Erica. I don't think I do. I've got so many issues going on in my own brain. I don't think I need anybody else telling me what I should and shouldn't do. All right. Well, I'm Andre Prue from AndreWineReview.ca. You can follow me on all social media because this is the part of the podcast where we start to wrap. Uh, Sue, thank you so much for coming on. Actually, I appreciated the I appreciated the debate. I'm looking forward to hopefully getting some response from some of our listeners. Yep. Michael, when you post this um, on social media, do you mind putting a poll up on the Instagram? Do you think you can do that? I can definitely do that. Yeah. Let's do sure. that. Yeah. And um, follow us on Patreon, patreoncom slash Wine. You know, it, uh, the grassroots support lets us keep the wheels on and, and keep this thing going, so we appreciate the people who are doing it, and um, someone has taken us up on doing a tasting. We've started the process of planning a really great tasting, and we've been taking it step by step as COVID goes on, so uh, come January, we're going to be doing a, a, a nice tasting with one of our, our dedicated listeners, and we appreciate that. Michael, who are you? Oh, that's a good question. Well, obviously, I'm, I'm the one who... No, no, who, who are you? I know, but I am the one who, who makes off-color remarks about celebrities who have fallen from grace. That's who I am. Let's see, we got our Kelly, we got Bill Cosby. Yeah. Who else we got? Are you going to throw in a, a juice joke in there, a little OJ? <laughs> that would be killer, wouldn't it? Oh. Uh, I'm Michael Pincus at michaelpincuswinereview.com. Uh, you can find me at The Grape Guy, sometimes as Michael Pincus, sometimes as Michael Pincus Wine Review. Uh, we appreciate you listening, and as always... Please as- don't cancel us. <laughs> As we're looking at the night sky and the stars coming out, it only means one thing. Good night. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes. Two Guys Talking Wine is produced by Jim Ray, Adam Duran, and Ken Little.